team that was in last place on January 3rd. The players on the bench are bouncing up. History will be made tonight in Boston. 15 seconds to go as Shen blocks a puck to the corner. 10 seconds remaining. Get up, St. Louis. Get on your feet. Raise them high. Five seconds to go. And the time winds down. They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions for the first time in franchise history. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 34 of Often Imitated, Never Duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, October 1st, 2019. This is franchise episode number 219 all time. Your host tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, we'll be with you for the next little while talking St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup champion hockey. Um, that I kind of got that backwards, didn't I? Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey. It all works. It's the same thing. Uh, to interact with us on social media, follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio is the show's account. Mine is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff's is at jponder94. Also follow us on Instagram. Like us on the Facebook. And the website is letsgoblues.com where you can listen to past episodes, browse the discussion forum, as well as get some cool t-shirts, mugs, and stickers that helps support the show. So we appreciate that. Uh, Bill and Jeff, how are you gentlemen tonight? Can you believe the season starts tomorrow already? In light of the 95, 98 degree temperature that we had here today, no. I mean, it feels more like a playoff, like the end of the playoffs weather. But uh, yeah, what a short off season! Winning the cup really makes it go by quick. I could get used to that. <laughs> Let's do it again. Yeah, you know, I mean, think about it. You know, when the team's out in late April, you know, by this time we're sitting here starving for hockey, and here we are still sitting watching the the playoffs from just a couple months ago. You know, I mean, Fox Sports Midwest has been broadcasting it i know you guys are like me and we're probably just sitting there yeah let's rewatch that why not i'll get rewatch that another hundred times before tomorrow night you have to you have to watch it yeah at least I, some of it i sat down last night uh after our volleyball game to watch the end of game seven uh, just so i could cry one last time <laughs> before the season started you know i am the the thing the thing that's really kind of making me wonder about this season is you know, for so long, it was so easy, and especially when you look back at, like, the beginning of last season or the end of the season before, 
and how it was so easy to just, you know, they're terrible, let's blow it up. I mean, how how are we going to react now? The Blues go on a, a five-game losing skid. Is it going to be like, okay, let's start making some changes, or are we just going to be like, shit happens, they want a cup? You know, it's going to be interesting to see how we react now after seeing this team finally go all the way. There, there are going to be some people that um, are going to, and it's going to, I'm telling you what, it's going to be a shitstorm of uh, screw yous and FUs uh, on social media once, it, if, if things aren't going well for a while and you have some people uh, complaining or uh, being critical of the team, and you're going to have, you have that faction and have other factions saying, hey, man, take it easy. We, we're defending Stanley Cup champions. You know, it's going to be that. And you're gonna, it's like, yeah, that was last season. I want to win it again, so shut the fuck up. Right? I mean, Leave Jake Allen alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, oh man, you know, and and I want to say though, thank you to everybody who has tuned in now to We Went Blues. I mean, um, Blues Hockey <laughs> Podcast. I mean, Blues NHL Podcast. I mean, uh, uh, the the Blue Line Podcast. I mean, Two Guys One Cup. What show are we again? There's too many of us. Uh, well, we were the first one. I think you have 46 more to go before you get to <laughs> us. Uh, it's. I was. I was going to say one of the things I was going to say before us on the show was. Uh, it seems like, and, and because I, th- there was another podcast announced today, um, and there's probably two or three more announced that I didn't see. Yeah. Um, but it seems like uh, everybody and their uncle are are uh, creating blues podcasts nowadays. Which, on one hand, oh great, but tons of blues content. Um, on the other hand, it's like God Lord, how many other fifteen now? Twelve? Um, that's a lot. <clears throat> and uh, uh, people have options nowadays, which is fine. But uh, I, but I wanted to thank like. Jeff said, thanks for listeners for uh, tuning in every week. We appreciate it. Um, and I'll try to say this without sounding too cocky. Um, it, I take great pride in, and I know that uh, Jeff does and, and, and Bill does, and, and Bill came on board uh, a little after we started. But, uh, you know, we are the original Blues Hockey Podcast, and I, and I take pride in that. So it's um, eight years ago when we started this thing, it, there wasn't a, a single Blues Hockey Podcast out there, not, not one. Uh, and I'm not just talking about fan podcasts. I'm talking about all podcasts. No radio blues podcast. No TV stations had one. No sports writers had one. No former players. No nobody. Um, and you know, on top of that, who else does a live show? No one does a live show. You you do sound right. cocky. I, I mean, just, I'm, <laughs> but you know, but it's you not, know what? I'm not. I'm trying not to sound cocky. I'm just. I'm trying. I'm just. I'm. I, I'm proud of the. I'm. I'm. No, you're right. It. It's okay it's, to sound I, cocky, man. We. When we came together to do this, it was there's no blues content out there. Let's get some more out there. Right. And you're right. I mean, I know that that everyone that listens to this show and everyone that has started a podcast since, including former players, they call us the pioneers. Okay, that's not true. But <laughs> it's uh but it, I mean it is it's kind of true and it's it's a it's a cool feeling and it's something I take pride in. You know, we've I've talked over the the summer series about how uh, a little bit in, of my media days and, and mentioned some of that stuff. And there's a lot to be proud of there for me. But to be honest, and, and as dumb as this probably sounds, I'm most proud of this podcast. I think we have done such a good job being able to keep this show together. Honestly, since Bill came on, it's it's gotten only better uh, because Bill is just that great, and it's uh, it's just been. So awesome. And and the fact that, that our numbers keep growing, we keep seeing downloads, 
every single week. Um, you, you and I and, and Bill all talked about the, uh, the numbers of our downloaded shows during the Stanley Cup final. It was ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's cool to see, and it's, it's something we should be proud of. So, yeah, uh, Kurt, that's okay. Let's sound cocky because we deserve it. I mean, uh, the, the if you if you after the research I've done uh, to figure out where we stand um, for the amount of number uh, numbers we're getting for views and down, listens and downloads, um, top top thirty five to forty percent of podcasts worldwide, which is really good considering that our target market is hockey fan blues hockey fans. That's our target market. Um, you know, Jeff does the, the summer series, the behind enemy lines, uh, where he, uh, draws in some fans from other teams too. But, uh, generally speaking, our, this is a blues podcast. So we're, right. our, our podcast is focused primarily towards blues fans. So that's a pretty narrow market. And for us to be in the top half, top 40% of, of podcasts worldwide is pretty, uh, that's, that's great. I love it. And, uh, you know, thanks to people who listen, it's fantastic. Um, and it's not a knock on other shows out there right now, by any means, you know, some of them do a fine job. Um, oh, there's some great blues podcasts yeah, but, besides you know, us. And there's, but it's not, I mean, I'm not talking about them or trying to knock them. It's just, you know, I'm just wanting to say that I'm proud of the show. And I <laughs> and you guys do a great job, and it's um, I've enjoyed doing it. <clears throat> Plus, yeah, we're yeah. so easy to look at. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, ponderous. That's true. That's true. Ponderous. Yeah. Thank Ponder, you. It's, it's all on the hair. It. <laughs> it's all on the hair. Cur- hey, Bill, the eyes are down here. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Eyes, where eyes, are your eyes? Up here. Up here. Eyes We're, down here. Okay. <laughs> Enough of the uh, slobbering. Yeah. Uh, we're, uh, That's announce- later, too. Yeah. <laughs> An- announcement number two. Sorry. Uh, we're, we're giving away T-shirts and an arena seat back. Uh, the contest is uh, winding down. Uh, it'll go on. Uh, it's going right now. To, the deadline is uh, to uh, to enter the contest is opening night puck drop, which is tomorrow evening, 7 p.m. ish, probably after, uh, with the pregame ceremonies and whatnot. So, uh, whenever that puck drops, uh, the contest is over. So, if uh, the more followers we get on our Twitter account, the more prizes we give away. So, um, right now we're giving mm-hmm. away a T-shirt, and uh, we're coming up on uh, T-shirt number two. If we can get to 3,000 followers, uh, we're going to give away three T-shirts plus an arena seat back. An old arena seat back, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. So if you haven't followed the show on Twitter, uh, uh, do so and spread the word, like and retweet. Um, uh, we got the show pin, the tweet pinned on our account uh, with information on how t- exactly to uh, register for the account for the uh, show. Content. How many how many followers are we at right now? Uh, it's around twenty one hundred, something like that. So if, you, so if we get nine hundred listeners, followers, you will uh, that. Within what, uh, twenty-two hours ish? Yep. Then we'll we'll be doing that. Okay. That's asking. Uh, tell you but, what, if if we can get ourselves to how about thirty-five hundred, which I know that's even a taller order, I will give away a Chris Pronger autograph. Ooh. Let's add that little little tidbit in there. So we're going we're going big time now. Mm-hmm. Fourteen hundred followers. He's a, pers- in a- he's, a he's a close <laughs> personal friend. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> uh, but the Twitter account is at LGB Radio, so go on to Twitter. If you don't have an account, create an account. You know, start following us on Twitter. Uh, we provide good good content. Uh, follow Jeff and Bill and myself for personal accounts too. Uh, we're all listed on the show's account, so uh, give it a follow. It's it's fun. It's a good time. And we tweet also, a lot. So right right below, if you're listening live. Yes, right on YouTube, the on the show notes. Yep. Whoa, I did that. 
Good job. Okay. Bill put on a show. Uh, a uh, blues, uh, blues Toronto. Oh, is that Ponders upload? Yeah, that's Ponders. Yeah, okay, we're now uh, watching the uh, streamed uh, Blues and Maple Leafs uh, Cup uh, yeah. playoffs. Uh, 86 North Division Final Game 4. Blues uh, 7, Maple Leafs 4. Oh, you gave it away. Oh, man, just wait <laughs> until you see, and, and I know you guys remember, the goals that Greg Millen gives up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's back, oh, in, the, that's back I, in the day with oh, no, no equipment. The, and The stand-up goalies and just... He was so aggressive. He came out like crazy, and it's like the easiest shots would beat him. <laughs> Come on, man! I think when you were when you were uh, uh, ripping when you were taking care of one of these, putting them online, I I was watching uh, another one on YouTube uh, at the same time. We were talking about it, and I, I noticed the same thing. Greg Millen, very aggressive, <laughs> very aggressive, super aggressive, almost to a fault. There was, guess, there's one play. I think it's in the second period where he literally comes out. Almost to the blue line to make a save. Like the guy's skating in, and he just comes out like he's going to charge the guy. And I'm like, get in your crease, man. What are you doing? Who is he? Corey Crawford <laughs> on Robbie Fabry? Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, for those of you wondering what the hell we're talking about, uh, my YouTube channel, I've, I found a lot of old blues games that I've been posting them up there. So find me on YouTube, jponder 94 Games from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, which are always fun to, to go back and watch. Oh, yeah. No ads on the boards. Good stuff. Yeah. And this is it's Greg funny Mellon well, for, uh, for all the goalie gear nerds uh, like myself. This is Greg Millen pre-Aeroflex. Pre-Aeroflex. My brother had an Aeroflex, Aeroflex. Aeroflex pads. Yeah. The first, <laughs> the first pair of goalie pads made it entirely out of styrofoam. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, you know, they didn't absorb water. So there's that. Uh, announcement number three, uh, Ponders Behind Enemy Lines uh, Summer Series has wrapped up. You want to... It has. Yeah, it has. So uh, how was that for you, Jeff? Uh, oh, Post-game recap. It... <laughs> what, do you want me to go over every episode one by no, one? No, like you got 10 seconds. <laughs> what was your favorite one? Uh, yeah, favorite one. Oh, favorite one. And don't, wow, s- don't do the grandma question. thing with grandsons. They're all my favorite. Just pick one. They're all my favorite. They're all my babies. Um, I that's will okay because chocolate favorite anyway. Go ahead. Lackland, uh, Lackland ruined it. Uh, who's uh, joined us last week? And don't worry, I I remember that you were the one who did not mention me at first. So I will <laughs> always hold that against you. No, he was. Uh, he's, he's playing. He's playing the game the way he should. He's sucking he's up for the ones guy. he needs to suck up to. I'm sure he's yeah, right. Yeah, the ones that are the one of the ones that are doing the giveaway. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> right. Um, he says, Jeff, I love the Jets behind enemy lines episode that came out yesterday. So yeah, I did uh, post the last episode yesterday. If you haven't heard it yet, Winnipeg Jets. That was a lot of fun. Uh, actually, when I listened back to that one, that was that was probably top three, top five. Um, I will say that you asked me what my favorite one is. One that I really enjoyed. This is the longest uh, answer was, in the history of answers. Especially I'm, one that I'm, was um, limited to ten seconds. Yeah. What I'm uh, uh what's the what's the damn political term? I'm uh uh uh, uh hell. When you stand in front of someone and you talk filibustering. You're filibustering. Filibuster. Yes. I almost said jabbergasting. That's not I, right. I almost said um, gerrymandering. <laughs> so so <laughs> jabberwalking. Just, walking. just yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway one that I really again? enjoyed was the Colorado Avalanche one because we actually just started talking about like random like 
how analytics works and how GMs have to assess their teams in the offseason. And we got into a lot of like hockey discussion, not just about the Blues and Avalanche. So that was a lot of fun one. But we did that a little bit in the Jets one, too. So it, you know what? It's, it's hard to pick one. They're all my favorites. <laughs> all right. Uh, announce the number. The next one. Whatever. Four is it? Four. I've lost track now. I can't uh, remember. Whatever. Uh, the um, you guys see the St. Louis police officers are going to wear a commemorative Stanley Cup champion badges. That's yeah, pretty sweet looking. That's awesome. Um, they get to wear them for this season. So that's and I guess after the season's over, I'm not sure what's going to happen to them, but uh, they can't like sell them. <laughs> um, but no. uh, that, that's it's pretty awesome. Uh, the Blues website has uh, some pictures of them. Um, that's just cool, and yeah. that, that's the first time uh, it's ever been done. Uh, first time in in history, the St. Louis Police Department has worn a badge dedicated to a St. Louis sports team's accomplishments. So as good as the Cardinals have been over the you know the, their existence here and their their eleven World Championships, they've never done it for them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, St. Louis Ambush, St. Louis Sting, <laughs> right. um, St. Louis right. Eagles. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, same as Cardinals, football Cardinals, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, I the, might, uh, uh, the, I might just try to get pulled over just to see one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can I? Rub yeah. It? How weird is that going to be? If like, let's hope this doesn't happen. But you know, one of the Blues players maybe gets pulled over for something bad, and you know, they just, hey, you're wearing my badge, man. You can't arrest me. Wow, what kind of accent was that? Yeah. That was uh it was definitely not drunk, Did you drunk go into guy. criminal accent? Um wow, that's kind of whoosh. anyhow. <laughs> I don't know. I I've, I've been drinking. Hmm. I've had 3 drinks of my beer. Uh there's some uh renovations at uh, Enterprise Center. Um opening night will feature a historic pregame show, a rally and viewing party that all starts at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Um, the new policies, uh, clear bag policy. Um, just don't bring a bag. Why do you just don't? I mean, seriously. If you bring a bag, you are a bag, <laughs> a D bag. You're gonna have to. You're gonna slow everything down. Just don't bring a bag. Uh, why? I don't. Mm. What? Why yeah. do you need a big bag of stuff? You, leave your bag in the car. I, I guess women need some certain things at times. Fine, but um, if you're a guy bringing a bag, screw you. What are you doing? You got pockets. Danny no, bag. no mercies. No mercies. <laughs> uh, speed entry. Uh, you don't have to. You no longer have to empty your pockets when going through security. That's going to be interesting because what if you have stuff in your pockets? I guess they can see through your pockets, and but then what? They oh, you guys want to take it out? How's that going to work? We'll find out. Sensory bags are available. Fidget tools, noise canceling headphones, stuff like that. My son would like that. Um, grab and go section for quick bites to eat. Um, all going to be expensive, I'm sure. Value size food options ranging from four to eight dollars. Okay. Uh, elevator that's renovation great because it's gonna it's it's gonna cost three hundred dollars just to get in the door. <laughs> now I know, right? That's true. <laughs> uh, elevator renovations will be going on, and only some will be uh, usable. So I'm sure Mr. Blues Hat will love that. Um, yeah, that's that's exactly who I thought of when I read that. <laughs> Check out the Blues website for details on which elevators are going to be working. <laughs> or escalators. He, right. He probably single-handedly got that done. <laughs> they're doing it to spite him is what they're doing. Yeah. To get back at him for the all the negativity he spews on on Twitter. How dare him. They should they should rename the uh the escalator the one that he was on when it broke down. They should rename that the Mr. Blues Hat Escalator. MBH. Yeah. There you go. 
And there is a Blues 360 virtual reality experience station outside of Portal 15. So check that out. Uh, the Blue Note Champions 5K is this Sunday in Forest Park. Uh, Bill, Jeff, and myself are all running in that. And walking. And walking. Or whatever. We're going to finish. attempt to run. And walking. We're going to finish the race is what we're going to say. Uh, that should be fun. Let's hope. Yeah. And uh, Twitter and the NHL released team Twitter hashtags again this year. The Blues the hashtag didn't change. Thank God. Uh, it's STL Blues. Um, Rangers? Not altogether <laughs> STL. No. Well, the, the Rangers is worse than that. The Rangers <laughs> is one character worse than altogether now STL. It's play like a New Yorker. Are you shitting me? Who? That's terrible. That is. If you look at, uh, I got a list here of all the all the uh, hashtags. Twitter. If you don't, if you're not familiar with Twitter, you have a limited number of characters used on Twitter, and so and you get a special little emoji icon after you type in hashtag STL Blues. It is a little blue note, which is kind of cool. Um, and so you don't want it to be a ton of characters, but of course the Rangers. They all you have all these short hashtags, and the Rangers is like twice as long as everyone else's. This is ridiculous. It's nine. It's nineteen characters. I don't. I just don't get that. I mean, eighteen, nineteen. It used to be. Didn't it used to be NYR, and that was it. It was three characters. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. They're going and for now. Average. They're going with the longest one there is. Yeah, it's the longest one there's ever been. They've done it for like three years now. <clears throat> Anyhow, yeah, I, mean, I thought they should. Most have of these are what you would guess. <laughs> you watch? Yeah, most most of these are what you would guess, except like Philly Fly or Die. I think that's a new one, isn't it? I don't like that. I mean, that's uh, I, yeah, it's new. It's it, it, fly or die. I, I, I said the Blues did this a couple years ago. They integrated their their team slogan for the year into their hashtag. All together now, STL. No, don't do that. Just it's no. STL Blues. Yes, and and uh, Toronto Leafs forever. That's too long. Just you know, TML. Yeah. My God, that, that just or, or or Maple Leafs be fine. Um, who else? What else is bad? Fly or die is bad. I've never liked Go Bolts. Go Bolts? It just be TBL or Lightning, Lightning. or something. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Lightning is another hashtag with something with the Weather Channel. I don't know. I do like <laughs> All Caps. I think All Caps is pretty cool. All, all Caps is cool. That, because yeah. it's got double meaning, that's, 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 yeah. that's pretty cool. Vegas Born is okay. Yeah, anyway. Sabres, yeah. I like Sabres 50 because it is, it is talking about their 50th season, but it's also still kind of short. Right. No, it's fine. I have no problem with that. NHL Bruins is weird. Putting NHL in front, why? Yeah, I don't. Like There's that. no other Bruins except the college teams, right? UCLA. Yeah. Do they yeah. have Bruins? Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe that's why. That makes sense. But but still, what about like Go Bruins or Go Bruins? Yeah, something like that. Or or mm, we're all yeah. a bunch of douchebags. Or second place. Or Bos Bruins. <laughs> that's the same characters. Yeah. 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 Anyway, spoked B. I like spoke to be. Spoke that to be. would be good. Spoke to be is good. That's not bad. Tom Brady sucks. How about that one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Pat suck it. That's a good one. <laughs> I like uh, that one. The official beers. That to them. The official beers of episode 129 are what? <laughs> Bill. <laughs> mostly gone. Most, are mostly gone. <laughs> um, so um, I, my favorite brewery. Drink it all the time on the show. Your favorite beery? Founders. And this is uh, the latest in their barrel-aged series. And it's it's a good one. Uh, underground Mountain Brown Barrel-Aged Imperial Brown Ale with Sumatra Coffee. Yeah. Wow. 
yeah, it's it's awesome. I love. Uh, Let me smell the bottle. Yeah, I love the, uh, the regular Sumatra Mountain Brown, uh, but this one, mm, I, yeah, the the uh, the scent of the beer with the ever so slight hint of your saliva. Yeah, mm. it works for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> creepy. Okay, Jeff, what's your beer? I'm I'm into that. I'm into that. Um, mine is uh, one of my favorite breweries, uh, Urban Chestnut. Hold it up here. It's the Kinsale. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, it's a stout uh, product of the USA. It's Kinsale. It's, it's Italian. Is that? That's probably not correct. I'm, um, I'm making it up. <laughs> fragile. It's fragile. It's Italian. Fragile. Uh, so for this one, this is uh, one I've never had before. Uh, named for the southern island town, boasting a Caribbean sister town of the same name, this foreign es- export style stout has become an Irish-perfected, Caribbean-loved style of beer. Historically generously hopped and full of roasted malt flavors, our version leans toward the creamy, sweet side of things. Prost! <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, every, and, uh, <laughs> you always think of Darren Pang, right? right? No, well, yeah, but every time I every hear... Every time I hear prost, I think of Darren Pang. Well, every time, I, every time we read off like what's on the label, and the, the description of the beers, and how... Uh, uppity sometimes it sounds i always think of uh, a 75 year old man kicking back listening to the show drinking like a, a milwaukee's best just like what the fuck are they talking about <laughs> <laughs> what are those yep. queers drinking <laughs> uh it's it's all right this is okay it's not my favorite from them but it's definitely worth trying if you've uh if you're into stouts uh mine my beer of the episode is uh, from Against the Grain Brewery in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. 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 Uh, it is a Regretful Tattoo. Also a stout. It's a stout beer. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the 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 description of this beer is, is, is why I bought it, actually. Because, you know, you, you, you go and you get a bunch of uh, craft stouts. You can buy anything. But uh, this one was uh, wiggity woo. We're putting in a swimming pool, and if there's enough left over, we're gonna fly you all down here to help us dedicate it. <laughs> this itty, is itty Christmas vacation reference is good by me. And this is not your typical jelly of the month club milk stout. <laughs> this stout is silky smooth and sweet, and it's worth the thirty-five thousand dollars. But you can only have a little because the rest is ours. So that's and it's pretty good. I like it a lot. It's a it's a good it's a good stout. Seven percent. It's a pint. It's supposed to be 48 degrees. Drink from the can. I'm not drinking from a can. I don't do that. I'm civilized. Hey. <laughs> I drink from <laughs> I drink from a glass that says fuck yeah on it. That's what I do. Wow, that's so civilized. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, October 1st, 2019 is today's date. Uh, October 1st, 1977, St. Louis Blues retired the number three jersey of Bob Gassoff in the newly renamed Checkerdome. The, the game versus the Atlanta Flames was to benefit the St. Louis Children's Hospital. Um, for those of you that do not know, uh, Bob Gassoff uh, passed away in a motorcycle quote quote accident um, on uh, uh, whose farm was it? Uh, uh, um, I can't remember. Was it Unger's? Unger's farm. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was Unger's farm. Um, yeah, that sounds right. And Bruce Affleck, I think, was first on the scene there when he uh, wrecked his bike. 
So and uh, I think his wife was pregnant at the time, which was just a just a sad old sad all around story. Yep, yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible yeah. day in blues history. Yep, probably the worst. Yes. Uh, also, nineteen seventy seven, Bobby Plager uh, announced his retirement from the St. Louis Blues and became a scout. And uh, today's date in nineteen eighty six, St. Louis Blues owner Harry Arnest. I do believe that Bruce Affleck called him a carpetbagger at one point. <laughs> uh, reaches official agreement on the sale of the St. Louis Blues to Mike Shanahan on October 1st, 1986. So Shanahan being a... Uh, I remember him being a player's owner, a uh, likable guy. Um, <clears throat> was good for the team. of stock options. Yeah, but I mean, as far as like a team owner goes, you right. know, he was a he good... Was he was the guy a, you wanted. He was a great owner, yeah. He was the guy you wanted. Uh, ethically, otherwise, maybe not so, not so good, but... Yeah. But as a franchise, as a as a sports franchise owner, he was a good one. Nobody's perfect. That's true. The uh, the history made book we talked about before the show went on uh, sixty seven dollars, and oh, I think we're all getting it. <laughs> I don't know. We I, we had, I'm I think saving we my money for if, the next item on the list. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. If, if that was if that was one hundred and fifty dollars, I think we would all still buy it. Mm-mm. But don't tell the blues that. Mm. I, I w- no, I wouldn't be doing that for that much. Sixty-seven was near my upper limit as far as like what <clears throat> what I was going to pay for a book. And because it, you know, sixty-seven is the year we came into the league. Yeah, but we get five dollars off, so I'm only paying sixty-two. Because if you pre-order, it's five bucks off. Mm. Well, that don't make no sense. That so sixty-two, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, sixty-two was the number of saves made by. Greg Millen in the 86 playoffs. Ron Tugna. I'm totally it's making that up. 62. <laughs> Total. Total saves. Uh, pre-sales are available now at stlauthentics.com. All pre-orders prior to October 9th come with a DVD and replica autograph sheet. So there you go. You guys going to be pre-ordering? I already did. Yeah. I, yep. uh, I haven't I likely, done it yet, but I will. Yeah, I likely will. So we only have uh, eight more days. Uh, yeah, the blues- I'll be doing it. The Blues players received the Stanley Cup championship rings yesterday, uh, and they're pretty stunning. Uh, you guys have seen them. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. God. Every detail you about know, them is just... What, what uh, Jeff? What? What? He didn't get one. He's pissed. I I love them. I mean, they're great looking. They, they commemorate a lot of great things. Um, the fact that it's you know the first one for this franchise is great, but in general... Championship rings for me nowadays, they've got to be way too ridiculous. Oh, I agree with you. But I'm just saying, as I far mean, as. I mean, they are so gaudy, you can't even wear them. Well, and, you know, Kachuk got one. And I'm trying to. What what role did Kachuk play to get one? Scout. It was he a scout? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I was figuring it had to be something like that. So, but he was talking about how he had one, and they asked him on the radio what he was going to do with it. And he goes, well, you know, I'll wear it the first day. My son's got a. Uh, someone's got a game tonight, so I'm going to go to that. And. And uh, some people there probably want to see it, so I'll show it to them. And after that, I'm gonna just kind of we're gonna put it away, and I'll break it out for special occasions. Maybe that's about it. And uh, you can't wear the damn things. You're right, Jeff. You can't it, wear it. It's... No, no, no. They're they're gaudy, but it's not. I don't think it's about wearing it. I mean, no. unless unless you go to a special event where you can say, "Hey, look at this." Right. But that's it's... what I'm saying. Even for that, it's it's a chore. I'm sure to have that thing on your hand. Yeah, yeah. but it you know what? At least be like to where you could wear it, and it's not going to like cause you to. Not be but, able to pick your arm up at the end of the night. But you know what? I agree. It's really it's huge and gaudy, and they're all that way nowadays. But you know what? When you put it on, you go somewhere for a special event, you're constantly thinking about it, and it's and and everyone notices it because it's so big and ridiculous that I guess that's what that's the point of it is to hey, I'm a Stanley Cup champion, 
and right. I want everyone to know it. And right. here it is. You don't get the Stanley Cup, right? You you don't right. get to keep that. You right. you get your memories of that. You get to keep the ring. Fans can buy one. For I mean, I don't think it's identical. No, but it's, it but it's very damn, it's damn close. Yeah, it's twelve for the, <laughs> for the small small price of twelve thousand one hundred and thirty nine dollars while supplies last. Yeah, that's insane. So if you don't have twelve thousand laying around, you can get an elite fan ring, which is a stripped down version of the ring. Uh, looks similar, not near as expensive. Six hundred dollars. Um, nope. So you guys get one. <laughs> nope. It was either I, the book not, or the ring, and I'm getting the book. And I'm not not paying four hundred dollars for the cufflinks. It's, no. You know what though? It's, you can get a keychain. Right for uh, 30 for bucks. thirty bucks. I'm like that is doable. Yeah. I might do that. Yeah. Saw that. That's, if, that's if, exactly for those that are watching live, for those that are watching live, you're seeing my new setup behind me. Obviously, in a new house from where I was last season. So that accompanied with the money I spent this summer on championship gear. Accompanied with the money I'm going to be spending for the uh, uh, the uh, book uh, and everything else. I mean, custom framing newspapers that is not cheap. So, no. yeah, I the think the wife would probably. That's true. All the beer, yes. Um, <laughs> but no, all it's. I think I would probably be divorced if I tried to spend even another couple hundred dollars on something because it's been a little crazy this summer. I've I've spent a lot of money that I shouldn't have spent. Yep, uh, I'm, I I think most fans uh, are in your boat uh, with with that. I've I've spent more than I probably should have. Um, just got the new flag too. The flag wasn't expensive. You can't see it on camera there, but that's new. The championship flag. By oh. the way, uh, great great note here from Mister Blues Hat in the chat. Um, he says the sixty two dollars for the book after the pre order. <laughs> that is a nod to Martin Ruchinski. I'm oh, gonna. It's gotta nice. be true, right? Nice. That, that is a <laughs> what, great callback. Odds that Martin Ruchinski is even mentioned in the book. What? What do you? What? What do you, what do you say? Uh, I mean, unless unless it lists every roster, roster? player yeah. ever. <laughs> That's the only way he's in there. I think. Yeah. What was the best team he was a part of? Probably 03? Um, was he 03? Blues, blues wise. Because I thought I thought the best team uh, he was a part of was Colorado, right? He was yeah. on a cup winner well, there. No, 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 or, no, no, no. That's right. He was he was he was part of the Patrick Watt trade. Was he? I I, I want to say he was. He came to Colorado. I don't know if that's right. With yeah, he I'm came going, to Colorado with Patrick Watt. So he was with he was he was with them for the first winter. <laughs> I am I am looking it up right now, it was, sir. I I'm going to challenge you on that. It was Wa and Ruchinski for Kovalenko, Tebow, and one other guy. You know what? Uh, I that's before that, that and that trade happened. Before that trade happened, I told my cousin. Uh, I said uh, Colorado is going to win the cup this year, and then so they traded for Wah. That, Were you saying that he was sent to Colorado or to Montreal? I, I in that trade. He, Kurt just said he was sent to uh, Colorado no, with Wah. Was it the other way? He was. Like, I've got it right here. I have it. He was traded to Montreal in that trade. Okay, so that's yeah. That's, that's what I thought. He was, was not yeah, yeah. a part of the Cup team. He was yeah. only he was only in Colorado for twenty two games. Yeah, Kovalenko, Ruchinski, and Tebow for Keen and Wah. Okay. God, I, that, was, that was that was a long time ago. That was twenty four years ago. Keen Keenwa. <laughs> I, I love Keenwa. And Keen you Wah. forget because because Keen was the captain of the team. 
Mike the Keen. time he got traded. There was so a you, cr- you trade the the franchise goalie and the captain of the team and get nothing in return. Now, I did a. All webs- right, here's a, here's another another great comment from Mr. Blues Hat. He's killing it tonight, folks. Rachinsky has a better shot of being mentioned than Tyson Strachan, also number sixty-two. Yeah, that's a good point. Or or, good or point. was he just saying Rachinsky has a better shot than Tyson? Mm-hmm. I, he could be me. He could be another one. Better shot of being in the book, or a better shot hockey-wise altogether. Yes, both. <laughs> I would agree on both. <laughs> I'm sure Mr. Booz has getting the uh, at least the six hundred dollar ring. He's got to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give us give us the answer there, sir. Yeah. I want to hear. He, that. He's getting the six hundred dollar ring at least. Uh, Clem Costin sent to San Antonio after an impressive uh, training camp. Uh, the organization wants him to play every day. Uh, he impressed in camp, but they said he still has some things to work on. Um, I, 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 you've got to think at some point this season he'll get called up mm-hmm. at some point to to for injury or performance uh, reasons or whatever. Uh, he's going to play in the NHL this season at some point. Yeah. I real quick I want to backtrack and I'm sure you guys have seen it. I just want to add that if people have not seen the video of Pareko and Steen delivering the championship oh, yeah. ring to Layla, yeah. You need to watch that. It's it's a tearjerker, but it's pretty awesome to watch. Yeah. <clears throat> That's all I'll add. Um then we can talk about Clem Costin. Yeah. No, he and so he um like I said, I think he'll be up with the team at some point this year whether it be a uh, performance yeah. uh, issues with somebody on the team or an injury or something that uh, right as long as he plays well right I think right now he is the first uh, offensive call up you know with especially Easily. with Kairu being injured yeah right yeah I think I think if even if Kairu wasn't injured I think that would still be the case I think the way that honestly any other season any other season Clem Costin is on this team right now but. They're stacked. They're too stacked right now to add him. They don't have room for him. If he, if he plays, it would be once every couple games, and uh, barring injury, because he's not going to crack the lineup on opening night. And if they win at all, they're not going to make any lineup changes. So, and yeah, he, it makes sense he doesn't for those have of you that are waivers. pissed off. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Mr. and um, he will. He he's going to get playing time in San Antonio. That's the big thing. Right. It's like when. Um, Billy Huso wasn't going to be called up anytime soon because they wanted him to play. He's not going to play behind Jake Allen because Jake Allen's going to be playing. So it's the same with Clem Costin. You're not going to play him. Might as well give him some time to play top line minutes there in San Antonio. Let's hope that the Costin uh, quote, quote, play every game uh, works out better for him than did for Huso last year. Let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, and Mr. Boozhat says, nope, the $600 ring is ugly. So I guess it's the $12,000 one for him then. Wow. Oh, yeah. Look <laughs> at you. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and back to Costin real quick, too. I'll add, I, I, how, many preseason guy, uh, how many preseason games did you guys watch? Uh, two and a half. Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, I'd say about two and a half. I'd say about that for me, too. Yeah. From what I saw, and I saw him play a little bit last season, too. We went to uh, one of the preseason games, and I think one of the games was televised. Um, he looks like a completely different player from what I saw a year ago. It's it's like he's figured it out, and I think you know everyone that has seen him play and anyone who's read anything about him this, this preseason in this training camp, he's ready to go in the NHL. And that is... 
very encouraging because I think there was even last season there was talks. Is he going to be able to figure it out to make it in the NHL one day? Is he going to be an NHL player, or are we going to see him go to the KHL? I think we will see him being an NHL player. I don't know if we'll see him be a top-line guy like he's projected, but I think we will definitely see him as an NHL player. Probably if there's any trades this season, we could even see him as a regular guy by the end of the season. There's a lot of talent in front of him on the, on the top six. I don't – I mean, maybe. I, like I said, it depends on who who – plays how and who gets hurt and who doesn't yeah i think it would yeah for him to get regular playing time here it would have to be like multiple injuries like to to blay fabry and sanford you think because i think those are the guys that, that he was competing for a spot against you think blay um right now he's practicing on the top line so that's as far as we all know he's gonna go with o'reilly and perron o'reilly and perron on the top line yeah. so i mean is is blay a guy that's going to be on the top line most of the season? I mean, is he, can he sustain that? See, you look at last season and the talk, what was the talk coming out of training camp last year? Oh, the top line is going to be O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and Maroon, right? But then they found out Maroon doesn't have the speed to keep up with those guys. Blay has the speed to keep up with Perron and O'Reilly. I think that if that's the mold they're looking for, if they're looking for somebody to step in and be a four-checker and go to the front of the net and do all the dirty work on the top line along with Perron. I think it could work. We'll see, but that's that. I think that has better potential than the maroon O'Reilly Tarasenko line going into last season. Uh, so with the Blues, we got the uh, the addition of Falk, uh, subtraction of Edmondson and uh, Maroon. Um, so really, the only major changes to this team uh, is this a better team? than last year's team right now as we stand yes Bill. yeah absolutely i mean we have three all-star right-handed shooting defensemen on this team like the going into this offseason you didn't think that you know they would do anything to to address the d because it was solid but they upgraded. I mean, bringing him Falk. I mean, that that's what I'm hoping happens with Falk coming in is that he gets all the power play time. Petro is off the power play. Petro can focus on penalty kill and even strength play. Manage his minutes that way. Manage everybody's minutes. Because this is going to be this. The hardest part about winning the cup is being able to stick with it the following year, like right. not having the hangover, not, you know, having the energy to show up every night, this, that addition, I mean, on so many levels is going to be so much better for this team. Pat Maroon, like, thank God he was here for the playoffs, but he was forgettable for most of the regular season last year. Give Sammy Blay the, first the chance, games. right? Give Sammy Blay the chance to play here all year in that role. And I think, I think he is twice the player Maroon was during the regular season. Oh, offensively, he's not even close. He's so much, it's not even close. Um, skill level wise, um, he's not as big of a body. But um, you know, Shen but did he say he's like a big. Body. He does. No, I mean he he'll bang. That's and that's great. Um, and that's that's fantastic to have on the top line, especially a guy who can bang with skill. That's that's a that's a commodity. But uh, Shen, I think Shen said uh, it was Shen. Maybe it was somebody else. I thought it was Shen. 
said that, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how the Blues play the first quarter of the season or so, because Shen talked a lot about pacing themselves because they played at such a high intensity in the playoffs last season that, uh, and, and towards the end of the season, uh, that they, and he didn't say this, but I got the impression this was, this is what he was getting at, that they can't play that way during during the season, especially early on, because they have to pace themselves. If they play that way during the season, they're going to get burned out real quick. And we've, we've talked about this, and this has been talked about on other, uh, to death, about how, Teams ramp things up during the playoffs and play with much more intensity than they do this during the season. Um, so it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how balls of the wall the Blues go the first twenty or so, thirty games of the season uh, compared to the rest of the season if they're going to pace themselves and how they're going to do that. I think that's part of the the whole Stanley Cup hangover process. You know, I know that most of what when people talk about that, they talk about. You know, oh, are they going to be ready to go? Were they still injured? Are they? But I think a lot of it is they need to find the right amount of intensity to go through an 82 game season. Because, like you said, it's you can't. I mean, you look at the way they played in games. Well, I don't want to say game six, but game five, game seven against Boston, they can't repeat that intensity even for a half of the season. I mean, that was that's going to get real taxing really quick. So I think a part of the the feeling out process of coming back after a Stanley Cup win or even going to the Stanley Cup final is just finding that that comfort zone where it's okay, we can still play intense, but let's not go balls to the wall and kill ourselves 20 games into the season. Right. And I think that that's you look at Washington last year, Washington came out and played fine. Um, you know, people were all making the jokes that they're all going to come out hungover all the time. They look fine, and I think the Blues are going to find that just fine. I think the leadership in that room, Craig Berube behind the bench, I think they'll be able to figure it out pretty quick. And and I'll say, to answer your original question, Kurt, uh, is this team better? Um, you guys mentioned Sammy Blay. I think Blay, and again, I know there might be people that disagree with me here. I know Mr. Blues Hat's going to disagree with me here because he's a huge Pat Maroon fan. Um, <laughs> Sammy Blay... <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to go there. Um, Sammy Blay is is an improvement over Pat Maroon, and nothing against Pat Maroon. I think Maroon's a fine player, but Blay has the speed, the skill, the hands. Uh, Maroon was a presence, and that's to be sure in the offensive zone. But I think Blay is a full season of him, and let's not forget, like well, like Bill said, the the, the three All Star defensemen on the right side. Not to mention Jay Bolmeister rounded back out last year and looked pretty good. Carl Gunderson's looking good. This team's stacked defensively. And add in, we're going to have a second full season of Robert Thomas. And oh, yeah. a lot of people haven't really been talking about him because it, the talk has been Justin Falk and, and Sammy Blay and, and uh, Clem Costin in the preseason. Nobody's talked about Robert Thomas. I think right. this is going to be a great season for him. And we talked a little bit last week about the Braden Shen contract situation. If he is looking like a superstar, which I don't know if it'll happen this season, that's expendable to get rid of Braden Shen if that happens. Not saying it will, but a full season of Robert Thomas uh, after his rookie year, I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, and that that is a great point. I mean, God, yeah. 
Pat Maroon's double overtime winner. I mean, we talked about this last week. That we've talked about it many times with this show. That was that was all Robert Thomas and, and Maroon you know, used his size to drive the net and chip it in. But that that whole play was Robert oh, Thomas. Yeah. You forget because he was rendered pretty ineffective with a wrist injury uh, in the Boston series. Just how exciting he was and how dominant he was in, at times in the uh, uh, Dallas series. You know, it, bring him on. Like, I, I can't wait to see how good he is this year. Uh, the Lions in... It's funny because pre- I've had... Oh, sorry. I was just going to add that I've had people who w- went and saw preseason games uh, from other teams and who uh, watched him in the in the postseason last year from other teams tell me, holy cow, that Robert Thomas is one hell of a hockey player. And um, it, so hearing that from other fans, other media members, uh, it goes to show we're not just blowing smoke up this kid's ass. I mean, he's he's going to be a hell of a hockey player in the NHL. Mr. Blues Hat said in the YouTube chat, uh, the Maroon Mafia is going to come after you for not exalting him <clears throat> and attributing the cup win to only him. <laughs> well, it's a long drive well, it from is only Tampa him. Bay. <laughs> Cat Church uh, Cat. <laughs> has made an appearance. Just it's like a <laughs> Cat Church out of nowhere. <laughs> this team is nothing without Maroon. <laughs> well, Maroon, Maroon is. I mean, without this, it, I mean, they might go zero and eighty-two without Pat Maroon. Let's be honest here. <sighs> Good stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta tell you, Mister Blues Hat, you are not welcomed in Oakville because. <laughs> Every bar out here, there is a Pat Maroon jersey hanging up. I don't know why. I mean, he didn't take the cup to any bars in Oakville, did he? Right. I mean, they, yeah, they, all, right. bitched, they all bitched about him. He didn't walk up and down Telegraph with the Stanley Cup going into every single business. Anybody want to touch what the a cup? dick. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't stop at my house party. What a jerk. Oh, uh, Dan Dreheim is still mad Maroon didn't bring the cup. Well, you know, that's... <laughs> you and half of St. Louis. <laughs> uh, the lines in practice today, though, uh, were Schwartz, Shin, Tarasenko, top line, Blay, O'Reilly, Perron, Fabry, Bozak, Thomas, Barbashev, Sekvist, and Steen, and McKeckard, Sanford, and Cairo, uh, the odd line out. Petrangelo, Falk, <laughs> Bomeister, Preco, and Dunn, Bertuzzo, with Gunnarsson as the uh, seventh. You know, I, I would imagine Gar- uh, Gunnarsson and Bertuzzo will be interchangeable various, I mean, game to game okay, with everyone else. Depends uh, on who you're playing. Well, right, exactly. Who we're playing, uh, how their style of game, what's more uh, conducive for the, our defense to play, and if Dunn made a mistake the game before. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whether well, he yeah, right. well <laughs> now he's a third-year player, so okay. he gets a little more slack. Hope so. Especially after playing with a broken jaw. and Yes. Yeah, going back to those to the Boston series, every time he touched the puck in the offensive zone, he made something happen. They did. And I, and I bring up his broken jaw, I'm watching Game 7, and they kind of touched on it uh, during the broadcast. And I was like, uh, yeah, um, Dunn had the same thing that Chara had, and uh, Dunn, it got mentioned a couple times, and uh, when Chara had it, oh, my God, you think that uh, he was putting on Superman's cape and uh, and doing the impossible. I'm like, D- But Dunn is doing the same thing, and 
He's yeah. not getting Chara's Chara. Done is done. That's why. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, all all you got to do is go back and look at the 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 goal where we all knew it was going to happen in Game Seven. Tarasenko made the pass through Chara's legs, and you have to imagine that him wearing that half shield had something to do with him being able to sneak that through there. Possibly. Good point. This is all that matters right here. That's true. This is all that matters, folks. I would play Glory right now if the audio would uh, pipe through. <laughs> so write a note. What time What what time is this? Add Glory in. Oh, I don't know. The new software. Oh, we should probably mention to the... We should mention to the podcasters I was just lifting my replica Stanley Cup. That's what I was showing. <laughs> right. I forgot. This is a mostly podcast show. There it is. I hear it. I can't play too much of it. I That's get... the real song. I don't want to get flagged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too late. Yeah. The bots got you. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but looking at the lines here, I will say, man, I, I, there's a player that I'm really excited about. He's, he's got a one-way contract, I believe, in McKenzie McEachern, right? Isn't that the yes. Gilly sign last year? Yeah. Um, I, I loved his game, and I was surprised to see him not get a lot of minutes there in the uh, postseason. Um, I Sanford's a heck a, a good player. I know a lot of people use him as the whipping boy now, but I think McEachern is probably a better overall guy to have on your fourth line. Maybe even step in on the third line. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think I'm so. I'm not. To see what he can do this year. I'm not a. I'm not a Sanford fan. Not not really. I, I still I mean, like him. I, I, I think he has the potential to be uh something, but I don't I don't I don't I don't see that consistency that he needs to have. Uh, I mean, granted he's still developing to some degree, but uh, yeah, maybe and maybe he gets the consistency figured out and he's fine. But uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not yeah, I'm not confident he, he's gonna do that. Right, he's still I don't know. He's like you know NES hockey. He's the skinny guy. Right, you know, easily knock <laughs> yeah, off the puck. <laughs> Good hands, easily knocked off the puck. That's still how he feels. Um, I mean, the the first goal he scored in the uh, the first preseason game this year was very sweet, but everybody's rusty, right? So you're not going to get that kind of time and space during a regular season game. I can see him getting. I can, I can see him over time being a healthy scratch, and then and then you know moving guys around and giving Costin a look. Yeah, Kyra a shot in his spot, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, so I I mentioned the NES character, the skinny character. There are two players in the history of the Blues that have reminded me of that uh, character, and Sanford's one of them. The other was Vitaly Karamnov. I was just going to say that. He was oh, that. Guy. I was wow. just going to say that. He was that. Yeah. He was the weakest I see that. skinny. Yeah. That was a bad draft. I see that. Uh, was it Prokhorov was supposed to be the best talent? Yeah, and Korlov was easily the best talent. Oh, by far. Yeah, not and not that he was fantastic. Had a long right. NHL he had a long career, right. but he was more. None of them were goal scorers. They Prolific. Korlov was more of yeah. a third line guy. But, yeah, uh, he had a long. Yeah, he had, a, he had what twelve year, 10, 12 year career or something like that. It was. He, he had was a nice all career. over the NHL. Yeah, yeah. The Karamnov and, and uh, Prokhorov were like what twenty some games in the done. Band, yeah, yeah, they were done. It was too bad. Yeah. The Russian and, three, yeah, yeah. and Korolev uh, was uh, in the uh, the locomotive, uh, the yes. plane crash. Yes, so he was. Have to mention that. <sighs> sad, sad, sad. Uh, is the relatively short three month layoff 
a concern. We talked about the hangover, uh, which and a lot of times we discussed it's not really a hangover. It's a team trying to figure out pacing. But uh, uh, the short three-month layoff, what do you think? We've never experienced I, this before. I'm not I'm not that concerned about it. I think that uh, these guys are professionals. I think um, you look at going back to the hand-pass game against the uh, Sharks, you know, the way that – Craig Berube approached that, really showed that he uh, has a stranglehold on the leadership in this locker room, and um, I think that this team's going to be just fine. Yeah, maybe they come out and sputter a little bit, but I think that happens, you know, whether they win the Cup or not. Um, I think if we start seeing some issues in November, December, we all know that that run they had last year can't really be replicated, Um, but uh, I I think they're going to be fine. I'm not concerned. You know, you brought up the uh, the hand pass game in San Jose and how Bruba handled that. That, I mean, that's gotten a lot of attention. Uh, I don't think it's gotten enough attention. I think I think mm-hmm. the way he handled that and the way he got his team to respond to that right. and how they treated that situation is legendary. That is that is a that is fantastic because that that I mean. From blue, being Blues fans for so long, that's the kind of thing that just crumbled. Yeah. I mean, that made the team just crumble. Oh, that yes. we we just couldn't handle it, and it's always they they couldn't get past it, and they played angry. They took penalties, and they took themselves out of the next game, and the series was over. Um, but it was like it never happened, right? Or they used it to motivate themselves in a positive way, and they didn't discuss it. It was fantastic. And I think not that, to throw shade at at uh, David Backus or Chris Pronger, but you look at the teams when they were the leaders, even Dallas Drake, and you know the next game they'd come out, take stupid penalties in the first period. David Backus would get thrown out for something stupid he did. Chris Pronger would slash Owen Nolan. I mean, you know, it was always something that would lead to the Blues giving up an early lead the next game and. Yeah, lo and behold, the next game what was it thirty-five seconds in. Ivan Barbashev scores. I mean, it was a completely different Blues team. Well, in in stark contrast, I mean, DeBoer learned nothing from the way uh, Brube handled the situation uh, with uh, with with things that went on in the game uh, in the games uh, after the hand pass incident because he wouldn't stop bitching about it. He wouldn't stop bitching about shit that was going on in games. I'm like, you are handling this the exact opposite. Of the way Brube handled the hand pass, and it they crashed and burned. So I think that's a lesson to be learned for coaches everywhere. Kid coaches. Well, for those of you who want to hear more about that, tune into Behind Enemy Lines, the San Jose <laughs> Sharks episode. We talked in very very lengthy discussion about that, and uh, the guys from Teal Town USA agreed that DeBoer kind of came out looking like the fool after that, and uh, he's probably on the hot seat this season because of the way that he handled it, the press conferences and, and who he played in that series when they were injured and all of that. And, again, you look at the way Craig Berube handled everything in that series and and the adversity they faced against Boston, and, and he wasn't being a drama queen to the media, which was huge and really spoke to the character of this team. So your guys' uh, thoughts on Bennington and how he'll perform this season, uh, his first Hopefully, full season. <laughs> uh, wearing the blue note. So, last season, not even half a season. Uh, 
So thoughts this year on him duplicating or coming close to what he did last year, at least in a, in a sense Bill, where he'll give the team a chance to win. I'll let Bill go first. But while he does that, for those of you watching live, you're going to get a little uh, treat from me. So go ahead, Bill. Oh, fantastic. Oh, great. Wait, can I, <laughs> oh, I... Oh, He's got the Bennington jersey on. Okay. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, so... <clears throat> So I really hope that um, Jake Allen gets to start tomorrow night so that he can <laughs> throw it in everybody's face that, you know, that first game of last year when when you meanies booed at him. <laughs> no, I, I think so. I think that, uh, you know, clearly Bennington, you know, I, I as Blues fan believe he was robbed of the Calder trophy. Um, the small sample size stuff, um, am I worried about it? No. Um, I loved his answer. I forget exactly what he said, uh, the other day, um, and about, I think it was about the small you, sample size. If you turn, and, if you point a gun right, at me, I'm going to turn right. around and point right back at you. Yeah. Yeah. Just beautiful. Yeah. You know, the swagger, the swagger yeah. and the confidence and he delivered, you know, he, he wasn't, he wasn't flawless or faultless, but he delivered last year. Go go back to games five and game seven of the Boston series, and he he delivered performances that we haven't seen in a goaltender since Grant Fear. His his uh, like record one. after a loss, yeah, all right. His record <laughs> after a loss was ridiculous. I mean, he was he was almost unbeatable. <clears throat> So At thirteen and two or something. It was crazy. Yeah, something like that. Something ridiculous. Yeah. So it it uh, and it, he his save percentage was ridiculous too. It was like nine sixty eight or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I and I I agree with you, Bill. I think that uh, uh, what makes if he was a shy guy and kind of meek and timid, I'd have reservations maybe about how mm. he was going to play this year, and I'd be cautiously optimistic maybe. But I'm like, I'm like his his swagger has me on board with. You know, I think he has the right attitude for it. Now, could he come out and have a crap season? Sure. But right. uh, I, I don't think that's likely. Right. Anybody anybody it's, could come out and crash and burn. Right, sure. I don't expect that it's to happen because, with him. And, and I think Bill can speak to this better than, than Kurt and I, that you, know, you look at goalies and you know, always hear about how weird they are. And it's not even that they're weird. It's that there's there's some fragile to them as you say for <laughs> friends Ooh, of uh, Italian Christmas story yeah um no it's uh, there's there's some fragileness to to goaltenders and and I think that's why you see and no offense to, to I don't mean to keep picking on Jake Allen but that's why Jake Allen is not relied on as an NHL goalie because he he will have a great game and it's okay let's see that confidence and then he'll come out and have a stinker and then he'll have five more after that don't don't apologize not, for picking on a on a goalie. You know, if 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 someone doesn't want to get picked on, play better. That's, that's true. All, that's all that's I gotta point. say. Mm. But no, I and and you know, even guys like going back to the Roman Turek days, and and you know, Blues fans can speak to to bad goaltending probably more than anyone else in the entire NHL. But you know, you look at so many goalies, the exception of the greats, the the Hall of Famers, who you know. Even the fringe guys like Chris Osgood. Chris Osgood had a fine career, but Red Wings fans would tell you that once he gave up a bad goal, he was nothing the rest of the game. You might as well pull him then and put in whoever else is the backup, Manny Legacy or whoever. And that's 
not Jordan Bennington. And I know that he, I will say that one game he had, I think it was a game three against Boston. He had a real rough first period and they had to put Jake Allen in. Um, that was a game you were at, wasn't it, Bill? Um, no. 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 I was. Okay. Well, uh, they, put, they put him in the. In, in between second and third, Allen yeah. played just the one period. Third right. period. No, yeah. That was that was game. That's three. what it was. I was I was at game four and six. Okay. Yeah. So that 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 was a game where okay maybe yeah he looked a little weak he looked a little fragile that's going to happen to any any NHL goalie but when you see Jordan Bennington gave up a give up a goal where it's like I don't want to say weak but okay maybe he could have stopped that you still trust him to come out and make a big save and. That's saying a lot from a goalie from a franchise that's never really had a franchise goalie. I mean, we talk about it all the time in the show. The franchise goalie for the Blues, God love him, Brian Elliott. Outside of him, there's not really been a true franchise goalie, and, and I think we're seeing that now in Jordan Bennington. Um, so uh, we talked about Thomas. Uh, having a breakout type of season, which uh, I can, I'm totally on board with. But uh, any other players stand out to you guys as far as having a uh, breakout year goes? Like, yeah, that that young kid Alexander Steen, think he could maybe have a good breakout <laughs> season. We'll see. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thirty he, goals from Alexander Steen. If he can get eighteen goals, it'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there aren't many candidates, right? It's yeah, well, yeah, know, same, we, it's we, pretty much the same roster, right? But. And and we already denigrated Sanford enough, I think. Um, I think uh, <laughs> you know the the other guys that that you know could possibly have, you know, if they cracked the roster and had a breakthrough season, Costin, uh, Cairo, Pareko. Well, Pareko uh, could my, have a breakout year and be the be the Norris Trophy winner. The, right? Well, the thing the That's thing with the next step, for the me. thing with Pareko for for me is that I, he's he's developed into a stud defenseman, a flat out stud defenseman. But I, and we talked about this last week as far as when his offense is going to catch up to his his uh, the rest of his game because uh, he had ten goals last year, I think it was. Uh, but I think he has so much more offensive. Uh, stuff in him, even but he's not playing on the power play at least initially this year, because Brube said he he likes Preco, uh after the power play uh, against their lesser units against their lesser yeah. lines. <clears throat> Please God, don't make that mean Petrangelo on the power play. Please God, don't let it's got to be Falk, right? I mean, well, yeah, Falk, I mean, Falk. It's, it's got to be Falk on one line and Dunn on the other, right? In but four forwards, that means Petrangelo's. I think Bomeister and Pareko, uh Brube said he liked them after the power play against their you know third line or whatever fourth line. So that would mean likely Petrangelo is on the power play still. If he's on the second unit, it's not as bad. Right? They kept throwing him out there on the first unit, and I think that right. was where and, they and were he getting just hurt. he kills all the creativity and just by holding onto the puck too long and you know overthinking stuff and and people don't move their feet, they get out of position, and it's just you know he he's he's not you know I've said it before many times that I don't think he's instinctive enough. I think he overthinks it in the power play when you're successful, you're getting stuff at the net quickly and not trying to make perfect plays. So we talked about breakout candidates and yep. um I just want to voice mine that I think the 
top one, and, and I know he kind of already had a breakout season, but I think the one that makes the most sense would be Robbie Fabry, right? Yeah. I mean, coming off injury, not a great season last year. Um, apparently, he's looked good in camp. He's looked good in preseason. Uh, I could see the Fabry-Bozak-Thomas line, you know, if he could get going. That could be a hell of a third line. So I think he's a guy. You're pointing at something there, Bill. What you pointing at? The, the goal that Doug Gilmore just scored, shooting it. The, <laughs> what are you doing? If you're talking to a sideways, I was trying to get your attention. <laughs> I saw it. I, I, I watched it. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. So the, the goal that Doug Gilmore just scored, where he he shot it, it, it wound up lofting over top of Ken Reggett. Oh in, yeah, into the net, yep. just absolutely like that. Like I remember seeing that live back in the day, I and didn't. it was like that was amazing. What year is this? Eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, I, I remember the series, but I don't remember. Like I told Jeff this. I, I remember the series. I remember watching it. I don't remember details about it though. <clears throat> I yeah, remember watching, hating Rick Vive and that stupid fucking horse collar that he wore. <laughs> <laughs> so about the about the division. Um, and how it's going to shape up this year. I don't want to spend uh, too much time on it, but um, you know the Blackhawks um, had uh, a lot of additions, some turnover. Um, they still have some defensive issues. Avalanche uh, brought in Kadri, which I mean, if there's not a reason to hate Colorado now, I mean we got we got one now, so yeah, that'll be interesting. Colorado literally added a second line. Right. I mean, they, they, they didn't they did. have a second line. They just did that this summer. Yep. In Kadri, Kadri, and Burakovsky. Yeah. Sakic was very active. Yeah. And, and they're, I mean, I don't think their defense is going to be mature enough to be effective this year. I think they're exciting, but right. they're so young, and they're they're going to make mistakes. I like Grubauer. I like Grubauer as a goalie. I like Grubauer. Right? But I think I think he'll I like be a strong. Power, I, I I love Sam Gerrard. I think he's a yeah. hell of a player. Did you see that move that he made the other night? Uh, broke somebody's ankle. Spinorama. Spinorama going behind his own net, and somebody somebody bit on it and crashed into the boards. It was beautiful. <laughs> the 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 stars are interesting. Uh, they've got uh, they had uh, a number of folks leave. Uh, Zuccarello, Spezza, Richie. Uh, Pitlick, uh, Lovejoy, uh, yeah, Ben Lovejoy retired, yep. right? Like, he retired early, early retired. Okay, yeah. Uh, they added Pavelski and Corey Perry. Um, so again, um, I hated the Stars already. Yeah, and now they have Perry. Yeah, um, Pavelski. Talk, got, talk about adding a second line. Jesus Christ, Pavelski and Perry. Well, pa- uh, Perry is mean, a guy they're, that they're older. Pavelski Ooh. is a guy I respect the hell out of. I like Pavelski. Right, but uh, Perry is a guy that I just, I mean. Right. I'm not telling. I'm not giving any groundbreaking news here. I, I, I he's a, he's a, he's a dick. Right. That, but that's the best, <laughs> the best word to describe. He's, he's, he's a, a dick. dick. Um, and he's so, also starting the year on the IR. Oh, is he? Yeah. I know he's hurt. Yeah, he yeah. is. Okay. Well, good. Broke his foot, right? <laughs> yeah. How long is that? Yeah. Oh, broke his foot. Uh, yeah, he oh. broke his foot. I think. So he's probably out six eight, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, still, that I mean, honestly, as much as I hate to to give him credit. He doesn't need to play in 82 games to be effective, you know? Let him rest to start the year, and he's going to come out in December, January and look pretty damn good, I would imagine. Yeah, because he's not going to be relied. I think that's 
that's the key with him is I think in, in going into Anaheim last year, he was still relied on to be the guy, to still be a 20, 30 goal scorer. And he's not going to have that pressure in Dallas. The pressure's still on Ben and Sagan to get it done. So throwing him out there on a second and third line, I think he could still dominate and still play some good hockey. They still have defensive issues, but I think um, with Bishop, I think they're going to ask a lot of Bishop again this year. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, so, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if he can because he had a, he was a, he had a fantastic year last year. Uh, will be interesting to see if he can come close to that this year. Yeah, I mean, I personally, think personally, I like their defense. Yeah, I, it's really? it's okay. Um, I mean, really looking at the uh, additions and subtractions, uh, they the only defenseman that they added was Andre Sakara, and I don't I don't really think that that's their that's defense, a huge upgrade. Their defense was terrible last year. Yeah, but it's it's they gave got up what, so the much second better. least amount of goals. Yeah, Miro Heiskanen. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I'm not. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of. Uh, 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 who am I thinking of? Chicago. Yeah, Minnesota. <laughs> you, you have to be. I don't have to be thinking Chicago. Of, you have to be thinking of Chicago. Yeah, I was gonna but say no, they were. Miro, they were Miro good Heiskanen last year. And, <coughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And uh, my bad. And um, uh, uh, who's the the right-handed shooting guy? I I'm totally blanking now. Heiskanen and um, help us out here. Klingberg. Yes, John Klingberg. Klingberg, thank you. <laughs> Jesus. I almost said Asa Lindell, this, but I'm like, oh, that's the Yeah, no. Yeah. Edit this part out. <laughs> oh, Lindell. Hey, he's fucking dive again. Diving like, <laughs> diving like Greg Luganis. Uh, no, there. Yeah, I, Dallas I, only gave up uh, 200 goals right. last year, which yeah, you're is right. second least. Right. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much the good. opposite I mean, that's, of That's the thing. <laughs> pretty yeah. much the opposite no, of what that, I said. That, when I saw that stat uh, late in the season, I thought, man, you think of Dallas, and I guess you just, it's still kind of ingrained in your head that Ben and Sagan, and, you know, they got that great offense and their defense needed work. And, you know, but man, their defense, that was their strength last year. They were good. Uh, the Wild, um, Bill Guerin is our GM now. Uh, they added Zuccarello. Uh, 32 years old, signed a five year contract. $30 million. Yeah. Let's, let's give and, and Bill I, I Guerin a that, little credit here. That was pre-Bill Guerin. That's true. I, no, I, I, yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't mean to say I it. think that was the nail in <laughs> right. the final nail in right. Paul Fenton's coffin. I, did, I didn't mean to say that he signed him. I just had a list of notes here as far as like additions to the, <laughs> to the wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they, and they, so yeah, it was, uh, what was his name? Foley? Folin? What was the previous GM's Paul name? Fenton. Fenton, Paul yes. Fenton. Yes. Paul Fenton. Um, so yeah, he made that deal. So, and I, when I saw that, I was like, oof. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. And for, I, for like those I said, of you that, ha- that, that have access final nail in his coffin. For those of you that have access to the athletic, there's a great post from Michael Russo about why Paul Fenton was fired. It was released right after he was let go. So probably July ish. He was only um, uh, or, a little did, over a year. Did you guys read yeah. that? Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. Just like the he, the, he the, did some right. dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, and the comments that he would make around people that are you know just like it. you know it, it's like he's he, if if he didn't evolve from from that um, from the kind of comments that he would make about people um, you know showing zero leadership basically is is the way I read that article. Um, and you know, he's, he's a great Lieutenant to a, to a strong GM, but he's a terrible GM himself. Yeah. He was like the most sought after GM when he was hired too. ever. That was the talk that like, 
oh, Paul Fenton's available. Let's go get Paul Fenton. And yeah, one year on the job, and it was okay. See ya. You're probably never going to work in the NHL again. Um, no, I, the Wild. I'm not impressed by the Wild at all. I think they they've aged out. Um, they've got those bad contracts and in, in Studer and Parisi, and um, you know they got some decent talent. I think Ryan Donato could have a breakout year. Uh, Zuccarello, you know, in the short term, I think this year and next year he's still going to be a solid player. Um, they can still rattle some cages, and they may even still be able to break into a, uh, a, a, a um, wild card spot. But I don't think they're going to be much of a threat at all in the rest of the Central Division. I think. Uh, I mean, I was looking at Dubnik's numbers uh, for their goaltending, and he's. Uh, I mean, he's he's kind of come down to earth a little bit. Uh, last year, he had a nine thirteen save percentage and a two five four GAA. Um, you know, kind of middle of the road, maybe a little a little below at maybe a little below what they want, I guess, in, in a goaltender. Nine one three. Eh. Right. He had when when they were hot and they were a you know a perennial playoff team. He was on his game. He was he was top five goalie in the league, yeah. and yeah, he's he's definitely regress back to the mean uh the uh nashville predators uh, emily kaplan of espn picked them to win the cup so there's that it's not a bad pick honestly. i mean you know uh they they lost uh suban uh wayne simmons and brian boyle uh from right. the which they you know acquired right late last year but right simmons simmons and boyle were brought in right. for the playoff right. simmons was brought in specifically to fix their power play and it got worse after he got there <laughs> Not nothing was, against Wayne was, Simmons. It just he's it not. Wasn't no, he's great. just not the guy that right. we all thought he was five years ago. And he's still an NHL player, but he's not who he was. And uh, Matt Duchesne uh, Matt is a hell of a pickup, yeah. though. Hey, Matt Duchesne is a they've is a. Been, they've been going after him for years, <clears throat> but he is there now. Yeah, and apparently so. his family for years has been saying they want to move to Nashville. So I'm sure that it's a fun he's town. Very happy to be there. He'll be motivated. Um, the thing that. I loved, and this was kind of a conversation with the other Central Division teams over the, the summer series I did. Um, you look at, you know, all the, the keys to the Blues winning the Cup. I think one of the big ones was center depth. You had O'Reilly, Shen, Bozak, Bozak, well, uh, I almost said uh, Bozak from Calgary back in the day. Uh, Tyler Bozak oh. and um, Not Steve. Ivan Barbashev. Steve Bozak, yeah, involved in the whole trade, wasn't he? Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, Bozak and Barbashev, right? Not your your three and four lines. The Killer Bees. Um, and then, if, what's that? The Killer Bees. The Killer Bozak bees. and Barbashev. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and and I think that that made a lot of the central teams say, okay, we've we've got to improve our center depth, and and the ones that really tacked on was Dallas and Nashville. Um, you know, obviously Nashville, I think, has always been in on Duchenne, but you add in who they got and who they have uh, at center, they're good. They're so good down the middle that it's scary. I mean, they've got, um, oh, the guy from Pittsburgh on their fourth line at center. Um, Benino? Drawing a blink. Benino. Nick Benino is your fourth line center on that team. That's, That's pretty, pretty impressive. fucking good. Yeah. So that that team is scary. I don't know if 
I really put them in the Stanley Cup conversation at this point. Um, I feel like the loss of Subban may hurt a little bit. I mean, they still have a solid defense and they still have good goaltending, but I think this is the year you start seeing UC Soros take over. And the question is, can he handle a long Stanley Cup run? Mm. Yeah, I I will say that that I was gonna talk to their goaltending, and I think Pekarene, you know, two years ago, God, that guy was just he was unbeatable. Um, you know, go, well, going into two years ago, he was, you know, he, he was the reason I think a lot of times Nashville was as successful as they were. He, I think they won a lot in spite of him last year. Um, and I, I think he's he's definitely in a regression part of his career. So yeah, I think if Soros can step up and you know take some more games from him and and win them, you know that that's got to be key to Nashville. Otherwise, you know I I'm not saying Bennington has the track record, but right now, uh, you know given the the uh, you know and this is a, a complete recency bias statement. I I like how we match up against them in 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 uh, the regular season and in any playoff series. You know, uh, Rene's numbers might surprise you over the past four years. Oh, he's still good. No, no. I'm, what I'm saying, I mean, he, you would you would his numbers don't reflect what you think of him though. So okay, fifteen hmm. sixteen season, he had a nine oh eight save percentage. And a two four eight GAA. Next season, sixteen seventeen, nine eighteen, two four two. You know, okay. Uh, seventeen eighteen, nine two seven, two three one. Fan- it was really good. Uh, last year, nine eighteen, two four two. So really, I mean, he's only been over nine two once in the past four seasons. And uh, before, and the five seasons ago, he was nine two three. Before that, nine zero two. So, I mean, he's he's a great goaltender. Uh, but maybe I think his numbers against us might be better than his overall numbers are because uh, he seemed to stone us quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Before last season. He's always been a blues. He's been a blues killer. Right. So I think my impression of Rune was always probably a little better than what his numbers are showing. Not that they're terrible, but they're not elite. I'll add, we, we, we kind of glanced over Chicago. I'll add that. I think, I I don't think they're going to be challenging for the division, but I do think they'll be a team to watch. I think yeah. Robin Lehner was a hell of a pickup for them. I'm not. I don't think Lehner's going to reproduce what he did last year, but who still a good goalie? Um, what's the, the one Crawford? That they'll have is Crawford healthy? I you think he's kind of. I think he's healthy, but I don't think he's going to be a guy that could you could rely on to right go down no, the stretch. Well, I they're, get. They're I definitely get that part. they're definitely in one A one B territory. Um, yeah. I think Laner is a, is a huge improvement over Cam Ward. Should be um, they pay a lot for him. And they're, I you know, I I, I think their their defensive moves, you know, bringing in guys that didn't do as great as they could have in in uh, you know other organizations and bringing in uh, Olimata and uh, Calvin DeHaan. I think those are those are going to help shore up that D. I mean. Uh, they they've been running out so many young kids on D. Forsling Forsling's gone. Uh, Henry Jokiaru he's gone, and they're replacing him with some veteran presence. I I think it I think they'll be better, 
but they're still so top heavy with those four contracts at the top of the books that it's, yeah. it's going to be tough for them to uh, stay competitive the entire season. The uh, Jets, Bufflin is an interesting story. Man, the, the Jets, Jets are, uh, God, their defense they, is... Well, and it's interesting because, yeah, they went from like almost the, a perennial juggernaut yeah. to... All their D left. A terrible defense. Yeah, no, they, they lost like two-thirds of the defense. No, they so, they lost three quarters of it. <laughs> Tyler Myers, Jacob Truba, Ben Sherratt, um I'm missing one. And Myers Truba, uh, and Truba Bufflin, Bufflin maybe maybe retiring. Joe uh, Morrow, they lost Tom Tanev, Tom Hendricks, yeah. Lindholm, uh, Morrow, and Hayes. Yeah, I think I mean, the fee- I think honestly, everyone knows that that they're going to feel Myers and Truba. The one that I don't think anybody realizes is they're really going to feel that the, the Chiriot. How do you say his name? Chiriot. Chiriot. Yeah. Chiriot. Uh, who signed in Montreal? They're really going to feel and, that one. Yeah. And I think He's Montreal's going to feel defenseman. it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. It, <laughs> you don't like him? He not, played not a chair. No, he. I thought he. I thought he played very well against the Blues, but that was about it. Um, hmm. So yeah. I, we'll I, see. I, the, and that it's it, the Jets are, but Bufflin just adds to the whole soap opera story that is the Jets uh, since the end of last season. So that's I. I don't know where to pick them. I'm not. I'm not going to try. I don't, I'm not going to do. Can I? Can I? Can I tell you what I think in in terms of maybe like a graphic? If you're watching, here's what I think of the Jets. <laughs> wow, you didn't even need don't think they're going to have uh, a good year. It's like, a good thing we didn't do the show on 9/11. Right. <laughs> I didn't cry. Okay, you know what? Let's just let's just go right over that. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Edit that part out. Oh. Yeah, because <laughs> that would have been yeah, bad. That would have been wrong. <clears throat> yep. Uh, no, I, I'm not. I'm not sold on the Jets this year. I think, man, no. I was really high on Connor Hellebuck um, when he came into the league, and I still think he can be a solid goalie. But that year where he was a Vezina candidate, I don't know if we're going to see that this year, and especially with the <clears throat> the losses on the yeah, defense. Yeah. I mean, my. Yeah. God. Yeah. You're asking a lot yeah. for that. And and say he puts together a great regular season, he's not been good in the playoffs. Like, yeah, I mean, the, no. he he hasn't been able to like he he stood on his head in that blue series, but he got outplayed, and that's that's kind of been the book on him in the playoffs is he can get outplayed. Who uh, who wins the division? I mean, I you know what we we do this every year, and you almost have to do it. But I, I hate doing predictions right now. I hate it. Mm, I, yeah, I, they're almost pointless. But yeah, I I think the Preds. It's going to be the Preds and the Blues uh, fighting for the top spot. Uh, Dallas Dallas can push. Um, Colorado. I mean, maybe they put something together for a run. I think those are the teams that make the playoffs. But division top of the division. I think Preds and Blues. Yeah, I'm with you. I think um, I could see it going Blues or Preds either way. I'm just going to go with Blues because I think they've proven they can do it. But, again, the last time I picked the Blues, right, I know. missed the playoffs. I missed the playoffs. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, I and know. Then last so, year you chose uh, to miss no, the playoffs and won the cup. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, I'm going to go Blues winning it. Predators in second. Probably even Stars up there. It's going to be a fun run to watch, and I still think this is going to be one hell of a division in hockey, probably the best again. But I do think that we're going to see a step back from the Jets. 
Uh, we'll see a push from the Blackhawks. Again, maybe they're a playoff team, maybe the Wild, possibly. But I think it's mostly going to be a four-team race. It's going to be the Avalanche, Blues, Predators, and Stars. They're going to be the talks of uh, the Central Vision this year. I don't even care if the Blues win the division. They, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, get, get yeah. in, at a, right. get a nice seed, and just go with it. I mean, right, right. Don't let the wheels <laughs> come off the bus right. and and have to fight your way in for a wild card spot. I, and I'm not. I'll, I'll, and I'll say that I'll I'll say the Blues win the division only because they're you know they won they won the cup last year and they got better. And that's my that's my lot. Other teams improve themselves, they got better as well. But yeah, we won the cup, so I'm just gonna default to the Blues winning the division, and we got better. That's kind of I think that's kind of the default pick that a lot I mean, of people are making. Yeah, I, I, and it's and it's it's not a it's not a homer pick. I mean I'm I mean I have my reasons, but it's uh, and like I said, I don't really care if they win the division. Uh, just don't. Miss the playoffs or finish, you know, seventh or eighth would not be very cool. But uh, yeah, get a decent seed and go from there. Yeah, I think they can go far in the playoffs, no matter who they play. But um, the uh, yeah, again, I think I think we're going to see five teams from the Central go into the the postseason. I think I've heard a couple podcasts where it was, uh, oh yeah, the Coyotes are going to make a push, the uh, Oilers maybe. I just can't get on board with that bill it looks like you have something to say yeah i was just gonna show look the players it's root beers it's what jim root for the maple leafs steady next oh uh, eddie beers <laughs> okay root so the beers, game on tv yeah, yeah. sorry uh, root sorry beers, caught my yeah. eye had to point it out <laughs> none um, of that sticking yeah, root beers <laughs> Um, I think that we're, I've heard some podcasts say that, you know, you're going to see a team, maybe even two teams come out of the Pacific, but I'm still not a believer in that division. I think that they've, they're still at least a year away from having four playoff teams come out of there. I think you're going to see five out of here. And I think you're going to see Chicago back in the playoffs. Will they make noise in the playoffs? I don't know, but, um, I do think they'll be back in. I think you're going to see five teams from the central. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, God, the Pacific seems like it got worse. You know, I think like I think I think Vegas is is your number one team coming out of the Pacific this year, but San Jose losing Pavelski and and you know just everything else, uh, Donskoy even. Um, I God, they just they don't feel that great. I mean, yeah, they have Carlson and you know they they have a pretty talented back end but ah, shit I mean, they're going to try to rely on Evander Kane who's already in trouble yeah <laughs> i mean yeah no. and then Anaheim i mean they're they're you know they press the reset button i don't you know they're not going to be great la ah, just, there's not a whole lot to be excited about there Calgary and Edmonton you know trading you know swapping problems yeah, I think that's that's how the uh, either ESPN or the Athletic put it. You know, uh, it was Lucic for um, Neil. Uh, James Neal, and then um, the the goalie switched free agent wise. Cam Talbot, um, Cal- and, Cam Talbot uh, and Mike Smith. I don't. Smith, I don't yeah. It just it doesn't seem like anybody really improved. I mean, I love that team in Calgary, but God, they got I'm they got destroyed not, in the first round. Mm-hmm. I'm still not sold on Calgary. I mean, I think. I think they're a good team, and they've got 
some great young players, but I'm still not sold on them making any noise in the playoffs. And, and I think last playoff was a wake-up call for them that they got to bring it together. And I don't know if they'll be able to – I mean, they took first in the division last year. I don't see them doing that again. Yeah. I, I think the goaltending is going to hold them back. Yeah. Like I said, I think Vegas is going to be the top team in the Pacific this year. Yep. And I think I think, I think out of all the there. yeah I but I think out of all the teams like you know with uh, so you, you I probably take if if the four the four teams that I think have the best chance of making it I think you throw Phoenix into the mix this year yeah um, you do you know just because they've added a little bit and other teams just haven't gotten a whole lot better. No, I agree. Hmm. Clayton Keller, baby. Clayton Keller, Swansea, Illinois native. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, what a contract. Oh, my gosh. He, I'm related to him. Just found out. Really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, well, maybe not. By marriage, may, twice it's, it's very distant, but I am a, I'm a distant. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, oh, second cousin to my uncle's father or whatever. I don't know who the hell that is. Correct me but if I'm the, wrong, but isn't everyone in Illinois related? No, coming from a person from Missouri, that's an interesting statement. <laughs> uh, we're a blue state over here, so we don't put up with that oh. stuff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, 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 he's like uh, my aunt's second cousin, father's or best friend's I, cousin's brother's former roommate. I, don't, I, I was, I didn't know Fresh that. Room. I was, I was told yeah. that because the the family was talking about, hey, did you see the contract? I'm like, yeah, you're related to him. Like, what? <laughs> no. So that's so. There's that. Very cool. Uh, I'm older than him, so I guess that's where he got his hockey talent. Hockey talent, right. huh? Yeah. <laughs> Must have been a family reunion. Sure, yeah, it runs in the family, right? Well, I, I think we should uh, probably count up how many shootout goals uh, he has in his career that are fake slap shots. That's right, and I bet. I bet they don't match yours. <laughs> and has he ever missed One. a shootout goal? <laughs> One. <laughs> I bet you he has. Who hasn't? This guy. 100% Kurt yeah. Price right there. Like five for five or something like that. Um, uh, I, I, I got nothing, guys. That's it. What do you think? Uh, I think that's it. I think yeah. that's good. I, you know what? Can I, I'm going to add, we usually do our blue social media fails right here. We don't have one in particular, but I want to... Remind everyone, why do we hate Blackhawks fans? Why do we hate Bruins fans? Why do we hate Yankees fans? Those people that come out on social media and talk about championships and winning and how many cups do you have? How long did Blues fans hear that? All I want to say is fine to gloat a little bit. I'm okay with it. I've done it a little bit myself, but dial it back a little bit. I've seen a lot of people on social media who have been throwing up the, the you guys haven't won the cup, you're terrible, you're never going to win a cup, how many cups does Nashville have? Let's not <laughs> go ahead and go there, everybody. Let's just dial it back a little. It's fine to gloat a little bit. Hey, we're the defending champs, ha-ha. But let's not, Do- let's not start calling every other fan base out a little bit. Let's, let's dial that back. Don't you think Blues? I, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I'm not condoning this this mindset, but don't you think Blues fans have earned the right to do that to some degree for taking it? Yeah, and that's uh, what I'm saying. I think, for all I think those it's years, more than okay. 
Yeah. Especially to like Blackhawks fans so and Stars fans. Anyone who's given the Blues trouble about Stanley it, Cups. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, do it to them all day long. Here's how the conversation goes, though. If a Blues fan says, oh, you know, we're defending Stanley Cup champions, and then a Blackhawks fan is going to say, yeah, well, we've had three Cups in the past you know, in the past nine years, whatever it is. So it's like, ah, yeah, you, you got us. What are you going to do? So I, I, it's a dangerous game to play with the whole Stanley Cup card thing. So uh, there are teams out there that have more Cups than the Blues. Uh, a lot of them have more Cups than the Blues. So they do have that card to play. Yeah, but I mean, it's easy to, to to say that, but at the same time, it's, hey, Blackhawks fans, where did your team finish last year? It's all about what have you done for me lately? Well, I, I made a GIF and I actually put it out, I think, yesterday in a conversation we had with some Chicago fans giving Blues fans shit for whatever. Uh, and I had made it before, and I and I brought it out again, and it was uh, after we won the Cup. It was a it was a playoff of uh, uh, the – the anyway, uh, it's a show, TV show, but it's a guy in an elevator. Uh, the elevator is closing, and he says, uh, "What uh, defending Stanley Cup champion is going to hold the door for a team that missed the playoffs?" And it's closing, and the guy has the blue note on his face, and the guy trying to rest of development. Is, uh, rest of development, yes, thank you. Uh, yeah. Has the black yeah. logo on his face, and it was. I thought it was funny, but so it, same kind of thing. There, no, and, and again, but, I think it's fine to a certain extent. But there are certain people who have really gone overboard with it, and I think we just need to remember to be a little humble and say, hey, you know what? We are the city of champions, yes, because the Cardinals are, uh, you know, they're 11-time winners, so I'm cool with us going a little bit with it, but let's not become Blackhawks fans. Let's not start reminding everyone of the Cup win every single conversation. Well, here's the difference between Blues fans and Blackhawks fans, though. Uh as far as Blackhawks fans were, they didn't until they started winning. Uh, they had a hard time turning fans out. They were giving away a million dollars to if 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 somebody scored a goal, if you're in attendance, if someone scored a goal right at the ten minute mark of the second period, stuff like that to to try and get people in the building. So uh, you know, until they started winning, they they were having trouble filling the building. So. Um, they, their fans aren't that fantastic. Any 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 fan base can show up when you win. It's it's the it's the fans that that stick with the team when they're not winning. I do love uh, seeing the Blackhawks fans giving Blues fans trouble. I saw somebody post. I think it was earlier today. It said something like, "Blues fans couldn't even get fans in the building before this season." I'm like, I, I, really? Because they that, seem to uh, sell out a lot. See that right. that's yeah that's, that pe- people will spew that shit online yeah. and it's just not true and it's just cherry pick oh yeah the 06 season that's it yeah oh yeah, yeah. the team when they're, they're the last in the league sure that's bullshit I, that, that, bullshit you know what mm-hmm. fuck it the the I don't care what team what kind of what fan base you have if your team is shitty like the when the Rams were here I had a conversation with a guy from LA today on if your if your team is shitty for ten years, you're gonna have trouble getting fans to come in the building. You're gonna be half full, two thirds full tops. And it's just it's not why why would why would I pay a lot of money to go watch a team play that sucks and the ownership is terrible at their job and getting a, a winning team on the ice. That's every city. Every city does that. They have trouble turning fans out. So I don't know to to say that a team is well, is. 
I don't know. I, that rubbed me the wrong It's way. a little different situation with the Rams because they were trying to get out of town, so it's, well, it's hard not, to but support that crap. They weren't trying to get out of town the first part of when they sucked. The last three or four years when, after Kroenke took over, that was his goal. But when he when he when he got the majority interest, that's when he started the let's get out of town nonsense. Anyway, we got some good note. comments here from Josh Webster. We'll uh, we can end on these because uh, I'm okay with it. What the hell? When did Jeff Ponder get some flow? Uh, the Blues must have won the cup or something. Uh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I decided to grow the hair out. So yes, thank you for the comment. I uh, it, I figure. I can still grow it, so I might as well, right? <laughs> right, Bill? Hey, I can growing s- out hair. Yeah, I, I, I could still do it, but you know that's I what have, I'm saying. You, I have you've res- got great right. hair, sir. Well, thank you. I have a respectable desk job, or else I, I would attempt to grow the flow. <laughs> See, I've got a desk job, but it's not respectable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he also said, I, uh, sir. I, he also said the All-Star I was going to say, I work from home, so that's why I'm, I'm allowed to do whatever the hell I want with my hair. Josh Webster said the All-Star game during the Green Day performance will be a great time to use the restroom. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mr. Bussett says, any of you headed to the game tomorrow? Uh, I am not. I thought about going down for some of the pregame stuff, yeah, but no, no, I, I, I couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah I, 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 All my hockey money got spent back in June. <laughs> so... No, I uh, yeah and, uh, that that was yeah. that if was a you, tough realization. Probably midsummer, after I went and got all this shit framed behind me, I thought, now I got no money to go to the home opener. So that yeah. was kind of the decision yeah. I made. And uh, <laughs> when when friends I know are selling tickets for you know two um, last ten rows of the building tickets for a total of six hundred bucks for tomorrow night. Mm. Um, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not showing that out to be there. So, uh, well, tomorrow night's definitely a game where it pays to be aces and take it all Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I would have, uh, I would love to have gone. It, it's going to be a, a monumental night. Mr. Blues had, you'll be there. Have a lot of fun for us. Uh, but watching it on TV, saving a little money. I'm okay with that tomorrow night. Yep. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, Let's Go Blues tomorrow evening uh, against the Capitals here in town. Uh, For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kirk Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.